to the Six Side Culture Podcast. Once again, I'm joined by Danny and Fruncia. We're back, finally. How are you, boys? Hey, guys. Hey, guys. What's up? Yeah, it's been a while. Obviously, uh, you haven't heard us in two weeks now. We decided to take a little break because uh, we've been going at it pretty hard since the beginning of the new year. And um, as you guys know, there isn't much time off during the year. Uh, obviously, we got the Europa League, Conference League, now Champions League, Serie A, International. There's not many breaks, so this is really our only time in the summer to take a couple weeks off. So um hope you guys don't mind that. But we're back, finally. Um, we're taking this one as kind of like a little warm-up episode. It won't be as long as usual, but uh, we want to get back into the swing of things. Before next week, we'll be doing our predictions, so we just want to get it back into it and uh, get a rhythm going and get the chemistry back up because we have been off for a while now. So we're back. Obviously, social media, we're keeping up with you guys, but uh, on the podcast, obviously, the last two weeks, we have we haven't been here. So uh, a lot of things have happened, boys. Uh, a lot of things and not enough at the same time. Uh, obviously, if you want to talk about the Lukaku saga, you can talk about that. Uh, everything, so much, so many things have been going on. Roma's interested in Tammy Abraham. Napoli are still pushing for Emerson. Juve and Lucatelli is like a love story that's never going to end. Uh, so many things you can go at. Today will be more of a just an improvement kind of podcast where we're just talking about which teams improved, which teams haven't. Uh, obviously, the Mercato is not done yet, but uh, based on what's happened so far. Things that happen while we're recording, after it comes out, like things change, and you know, all the Mercato is, is by the second. So um, it won't be perfect, but uh, we'll get to moves that have been done up to this moment of 11.17 a.m. Eastern Time on uh, Wednesday. So let's just get into it, boys. Um, first of all, start off pretty easy here. Biggest departures. I know there's been a couple. Lukaku, technically it's not official, but it really is. It's done. All the big reporters have come out and... Uh, stated that it's a done deal with the Marzio uh, Romano. Quickly, uh, I'll share a couple of big transfers. I think that were pretty bad for the team that they left. Uh, I have to go with number one, Romero. Maybe not in order, but Romero, Christian Romero from Atalanta mm-hmm. to Tottenham. Yep. That was pretty bad. Um, obviously, the price they got him for, I think, is really good. But seeing someone of his level... Leave the said, yeah, it really hurts the league. And not only Atalanta, I'm not worried about him leaving Atalanta. I think Demiral and him are similar, as in they're both reckless players. But um, I think of three at the back, they play pretty well. So I think Demiral will slide right in there. But and Lovato, but I'll get into him later on. I have him noted down. But yeah, Romero, uh, to lose the best defender, quote-unquote, because he won the award uh, in the said, yeah, is always going to hurt your league. And that's what happened here. Uh, Donnarumma, we spoke about this already in the podcast in the past, but Donnarumma to PSG, obviously it's a big one. Uh, the Paul to Atletico, I think that's one nobody's yeah. really talking about, but I think that's the Paul. A, I was just thinking about that too, like that's yeah, a, that's a big especially one, especially for who really not yet hasn't really used that money uh, to build their team and upgrade their squad, so it's gonna be interesting to see uh, what they do with that. But yeah, that's a huge loss for a team like Udinese and also. Uh, for the league because the Paul, he was probably been here for a while. Midf- yeah, he's been in the league for a few years. He proved that he's probably one of the best midfielders in the league. One of the most, I personally think he's one of the most underrated midfielders um, in the world. I don't think he gets enough credit that he deserves. He does a lot of good things. He's very strong when he's shooting the ball. He's a very powerful runner. Like he, he's strong when he's running and he draws a lot of fouls. 
Uh, he just calms the tempo of the play, and he can also create and score goals. So he's kind of like a complete midfielder too. So it's a huge loss for Udinese and also for the league. Yeah, massive. That's a big loss. Uh, there's also Hakimi to PSG. I think it's another one that people talked about, but not to the extent I expected them to talk about him. He's a great player, and for Inter to lose him, it's another just a big loss for them. And then obviously Lukaku losing. Um, and guys, we've lost so many players in this league. I'm just thinking about it right now. Yeah. Hakimi, DePaul, Lukaku, Romero, Donnarumma. Oh my God, the Serie got much weaker and. A lot of these guys did well in either Copa America and Euro. We dominated the Euro. The Serie A did not only Italy, but the Serie A. And to lose half these guys, it just it hurts. So that's tough. But uh, I guess we'll start with Dan. What do you think uh, for the losses? Which ones were the biggest and really going to hurt the league the most? Yeah, so for me, I think you nailed them perfectly. I think uh, Lukaku is a huge loss. Deal's 95% done. Uh, Donnarumma, also a huge loss, especially because... Uh, Milan really didn't get much for him. Like they didn't get anything for him actually. He he left on the free transfer. Uh, Hakimi is a huge loss, and for me too. Uh, I'm gonna go outside the league. Uh, not not outside the league. Uh, outside players. I think Antonio Conte is also a huge loss yeah. to the league. Uh, yeah, it's huge. He's not, huge. He's not coaching right now. Like there's reports that he could have joined the uh, Spurs, but something happened and. Madrid, he was linked to Madrid, the Madrid job, but I guess that didn't, like, he, obviously that didn't happen since they hired Ancelotti. Uh, so even him now, like, not being talked about, like, as him being maybe a, a potential replacement for one of his coaches, uh, it's questioning, like, if maybe Conte is going to take the year off and just see his options, uh, following the next, uh, summer, or if, say, a coaching job, uh, opens up, say, maybe in Syria, a team like, who knows, Napoli, Roma, whoever, if they sack their managers, will they take the chance to bring in, like, a Conte, or will they wait till the summer, and he'll wait till the summer and see if there's any, like, coaching opportunities for him. So, for me, that's a huge loss. Uh, Romero is definitely a huge loss for uh, Atalanta because he was incredible last season. So, him making that big money move to Spurs is huge. And, uh, yeah, there's reports even, like, say, uh, Hernandez too could have been out, but I've seen those seem to be died out. So that would have been a big loss for Milan as well. Uh, so those are the few of them like I can think of the top of my head. And uh, hopefully now, like with Syria, like we get to maintain these players. Cause I know Syria was hit hard with COVID, so it's hard for us to bring in players unless because a lot of teams are now looking for loan with obligation to buy. So hopefully uh, Syria this season can get back on the track they were prior to COVID and uh, we can see a lot more players and maybe a big name player come in. Yeah, I agree with you there, Dan. I think, um, like you and Enzo said, the big players that we lost, Lukaku, for me, has to be one of the biggest. Um, it just, outside of Serie A, everyone respected him and gave him the credit, uh, gave him a lot of credit, especially after the Euros and, and whatnot. So it was good to see that Someone in City I was getting good credit other than Ronaldo. And now to see him leave back to the Premier League, I think it just hurts the league a lot. Obviously, as a Juve fan, um, him leaving brings joy to my face. Um, it, it feels like Inter kind of just bought the Scudetto there. They just bought whoever they needed to win the Scudetto, and they just kind of got rid of everyone. Lukaku's gone. 
Hakimi's gone, Conte's gone. Who knows if more players are leaving? I know they're in a liquidation deal, so for Inter fans, it's not a good time to be uh, a fan right now. Uh, Donnarumma, obviously, that uh, he could have stayed in the league if Allegri had a brain, but he's at PSG now, and I think um, that 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 PSG roster is something different. So hopefully he could break out and uh, start over Navas and uh, pr- prove to everyone why he's uh, the best goalkeeper in Europe right now. Um, yeah. but, but other than that, like you know, I think Lukaku and Donnarumma are the two heavy hitters, and then you have players like Romero, DePaul, who just just hurts the league even more. To f- the fact that they they just like left. Yeah, that's tough, and it's also too like. You know, it's like the teams that did buy uh, these players, they were like, you could tell they weren't really affected by COVID. Uh, like somehow, like the Premier League, they got money coming out of their ears and stuff. Uh, Atletico really haven't done much in the last few years uh, buying players and stuff, except for maybe so they Delphi, had like saved you could say. Yeah. So they saved up. I think Suarez was a free transfer, I believe. Yeah, so, and they did win the league. So. And they did win the league. So right there, they made their money and Inter too. Like if it, like they even though they did win the league, you get a good amount for winning the league. They were financially, they were that probably just paid off like their financial debt and yeah. the. Now they have to like try to build and try to replace the guys like say Lukaku, which if they're bringing in Jekyll, which it seems like the deal could be close to done, that's not really a good replacement unless you think unless you think Martinez is going to be playing every game and Jekyll will just come in say if Martinez isn't doing his job or if he's hurt or so. So we'll see what's going to go on with Inter. Uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, maybe a couple week last couple of weeks of the transfer window to see what these teams uh, start doing it and see how they uh, recruit for this up-and-coming season. Yeah, well said, boys. Um, yeah, that was hard to listen to, just listening to all the guys we lost. It is uh, it is heartbreaking because I feel like the Serie yeah, I feel like you guys would agree. I think anyone would agree that the Serie finally, it kind of felt like it was on the uprise. It was, it was coming yeah. up again these last couple of years of the players coming in. Uh, Inter's finally top team again. Uh, Juve. Allegri's back and all this stuff. And then Roma gets Mourinho. Lazio gets Sarri. Like, oh, my God, what a season. And this happens. Everyone's leaving. And yeah. Inter, I still think, I think people are just not overreacting because they should be upset. But I feel like they won't be as bad as people are saying. I see people saying seventh place. That's not going to happen. Uh, but okay, they'll, still be, yeah, they'll still be a I tough team. Them, yeah, I give them top five, top eight. Like, I still think they'll be top five regardless because they have a good yeah. team. Yeah, 100%. Once you win a Scudetto, I'm sure for Chagno more than anyone, because you won her. You, you get more pressure on yeah, you. Yeah. Year. You get more pressure on you, but also you know how to handle the pressures as well. Yeah, because you've done it like, before. That's why. It's like, teams like Lazio who are battling for top four and other, these other teams. Inter now, that's an experience that's, that stays with you the rest of your career. You know how to win these games, especially playing under Conte. Conte knows how to teach players how to win games dirty. Yeah, I like he's good at that too. Now. That's the problem now with Inter. Like, can Inzaghi win the win the uh, Inter big games? Because in the past he's proven he ha- really hasn't. He's had a decent record against like big teams. Uh, Inzaghi, like I know Lazio made Champions League one year for the first time in 13 years, but then they made the knockout game and they got blown out by Bayern. Like, which is obviously it's Bayern, but like so does 
Inzaghi really know how to lead, uh, especially now coming into a new team where players say like Barella, Martinez, uh, Bastone, all these guys who played last year under Conte, they have to learn a new system because Inzaghi's different. So can that system and Zaghi lead into to winning big games? So that's a question uh, we'll find the answer to when the season starts. So it's going to be an interesting season, even with the amount of talent and players that left the league. I think the players coming into the league are, uh, like, it's interesting, too, to see now. So who knows what these smaller teams could do, too. Maybe one of these small teams can prove everyone wrong in the league and surprise a lot of teams, kind of like how Bologna did last year. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, I should move on to arrivals now, you know, more of a bright spot, so you don't have to uh, mm-hmm. dwell on all the departures we had here. Uh, I guess I'll start off here. Uh, Milan keeping Tomori. I think that was huge. That was huge. Yeah, huge I think Tomori is a very good player, and um, I think he's been great for Milan. He really helped the team in the second half of the year. And, uh, yeah, I really like Tomori, so I'm happy Milan kept him. Uh, Demiral Atalanta, like I said before. Yeah, I think Romero is a better defender, but also I see many similarities between both Romero and uh, and uh, Demiral. Demiral. I think they both weaponize their aggressiveness, and what I mean by that is they really overwhelm defenders by their, their size and their aggressiveness, and they're always on to and they're annoying. And I think they're similar in a way, but um, obviously Demiral with the ball at his foot isn't near as good as Romero is with it. Um but still, I think Demiral will be a good signing for Atalanta. Uh, Musso to Atalanta, huge, yep. huge, huge, huge. He's so good. Uh, Goini was good, but he had a lot of errors and just off games. He, he was a good he's he a was, keeper, though. That's someone else that we lost. I completely forgot. Goini, yeah, it's a loss, Somebody, but... You know what? The, he, uh, it's it's a loss, but it's not like Atalanta or... Yeah, it's not like... It's, it's not like, say, like yeah. Donnarumma, where... Gorlini, like Donnarumma, is easily maybe top. I want to say top ten, top five keeper in the world right now. And Gorlini, he's a good keeper. Don't get me wrong, but he's replaceable. And Milan, I think, yeah, Milan, no, not Milan, sorry, Atalanta. Something argued well. that he they upgraded. Oh no, say. big so time! Oh, hundred percent. You could say they, they upgraded. hundred percent. That's one thing too, where like you have to look at did these teams replace the guys that they lose with upgrades or with, uh, say, similar players or downgrades. I think Romero, yes, Romero leaving Atalanta is huge for uh, Spurs to sign him because he's a very good defender. But if you have to, if what they did, I like what Atalanta did. They went out, they signed Demiriel, who he's a good defender. He just has to tone it down a little bit when he's going in for challenges because he goes in hard. And I also like that they brought in uh, a guy like Lovato, uh, Lovato, who can come, like who's going to be the future of that defense for Atalanta, because he's an up-and-coming player, and he's he's proven that he can be a very tough defender and a very good defender in Serie A. So I really like what Atalanta did, and uh, I really like how they brought in Musso to help that sure up that defense, which has always been a huge problem with um, Atalanta. Yeah, definitely. I also think uh, Mannion to Milan. I think uh, Mike Mannion, he's good. Uh, I haven't seen him, so I'm not going to comment on the way he plays. But um, I just know that if you're the goalkeeper for a small club that wins the league going over at PSG, you got to be at least decent. So yeah. I know he has to be at least good. There's also Lovato to Atalanta, which it's not a big deal. 
I know people aren't going to jump out of their seat when they hear Lovato Tatuanta, but I know Danny's been hiding him for a while. Yeah. When I watch him, I see potential. He reminds me a little bit of Bastoni uh, from a couple of years ago. Uh, so, yeah, Lovato's someone to watch out for at Atalanta. I think under Gasperini in a three-back, he could be a, a very good defender alongside uh, Demiro. Um, I feel yeah. like they, they will complement each other. But another one, maybe I'm sounding biased. I do think Shimoda Dovta Roma is another underrated one. Um, I know last season I saw him for Genoa and he was very annoying to play against. He's this big guy who's quick and has skill ability. His finishing is fantastic. We saw against Betis that run he went on. He's a, he's a player that I think can benefit under Mourinho. And I think him moving to the left wing with uh, the potential of uh, Tammy Abraham coming in, I think it'll be a good little lineup there. Or maybe that striker's backup. I think uh, Shmurdov might be a little underrated signing there. Yeah. Um, I would have put Emerson to Napoli here, but so, we don't know if it's going to happen yet. Be, I think that'd be a good be honest, I'll be completely honest with you. I don't even know if we're going to make a sign this summer transfer window. Like I, I, at this point in this time, first of all, we don't even have kits, so I don't know how we're going to expect to make a sign if we yeah, even have the league kit. We said Did you guys rip kit. off the what's it called the patch on your kit? Yeah, it looks uh, like you ripped it off or something. They came, but we covered it. Yeah, I was like, oh my patch, god, we lost sponsors. But now um, I think uh, we have a brand coming in. I think now we confirmed it. It's uh, I think George. I don't know if it's Eve Seven or something. The brand I have to double check. But uh, yeah, so hopefully the kits should be coming out in the next week or so. I'm actually praying because we have a game the 22nd and we only have kits. And uh, hopefully, Napoli, by the time the transfer window ends, we can bring in a left back, maybe a CDM. Hopefully, I could see maybe a Bakayoko or a CD from Fulham, and or hopefully Berg. That's the guy I want. I want uh, Sandra Berg. But at this point, I don't know if we're going to make a signing. And if we do, I, I would prioritize getting a left back first because we desperately need one. And then two other signings I want to mention quick. Um... Jekyll to Inter, that's done now. He's literally doing his medical as we speak right now. Yeah. Um, Jekyll to Inter, he's not a big, obviously when you go from Kaku to 35-year-old Jekyll, it's <laughs> big, uh, big downgrade. But Jekyll is a good player. I think people get that wrong a lot. He's yeah. a good player, Jekyll. I think he, I think he'll be good off the bench too, like off, like as a like yeah, guy to come 100%. in. Because I, I think right now it's, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but I think now his age is catching up to him, so he can bring that spark off the bench. If you need a goal, say in the 75th minute, Jekyll comes in, he can get you that goal. He's been a proven goal scorer in the past. At one year, I think didn't he lead Roma like with like 20 something goals one year or so. Yeah, he was a uh, top he was top scorer. Goal, in the top goal scorer, yeah. Yeah. So he yeah. always has that pedigree of scoring goals, and I think now under like coming in uh, as a sub, I think he could be one to look out for, and he can provide that spark that Inter. Could potentially uh, need if, uh, say, someone like Martinez or so is not uh, providing. Yeah, I feel like if Lukaku was still here and added Jekyll, it would be a bigger move. But with Lukaku gone, and Jekyll, your go to guy, Lataro, who without mm-hmm. Lukaku isn't really the same player at times. But yeah. it's still a decent pickup because they aren't paying a lot of money for Jekyll. So it is a decent pickup to add Ruben yeah. Zapata or something like that. But uh, it's a decent pickup. Another one I wanted to put was Locatelli. But obviously that didn't happen yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know for Chad's hurting. Uh, I'm okay, telling you guys, hurting too. Don't worry. 
the last six or seven podcast episodes, I had looked at how he's naming a title, ready to go, and this guy hasn't signed a contract. So uh, he's really starting to annoy me, and I'm not even a UBA fan. So and I give up on that guy. It's not happening. I mean, our, 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 our management is a guy who hasn't watched the this, this sport in two years, Chidobini, and the guy from Ferrari. It, 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 it's a circus over there. PSG were able to bring in Messi, Ramos, Donnarumma, Hakimi, all before we could pay an extra five million for Locatelli. It's a, it's a, it's a joke what was happening there. Uh, PSG brought in all those players before Napoli even knew who our sponsors were. <laughs> our kids, uh, we only have kids. Yeah, Locatelli, uh, I like him. He won the Euro, but he's slowly becoming one of my most hated players now. Cause I can't put this guy in the title. We can't. He's really annoying now. So. He wants it to happen. It's Juve yeah, management not not forking yeah, in look at uh, the deal here. Look at Telly's posting pictures on Instagram, hugging trees and stuff. <laughs> I don't even know if he knows what's going on. He's about. losing his mind. Tell him to pay the five mil himself out of his own pocket. <laughs> Please get this done. Uh, he needs to be in the title. I know everyone. I really want to break him down. Cause I think it'd be interesting for Juve, but we can't do that until he's on the team. So. Yeah. Uh, I guess Locatelli, maybe it'll be the next podcast episode. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. Hopefully. I give up on that guy. But, uh, yeah, just quickly, you guys, uh, for your rivals, I guess Danny can start off and Richard can join yeah. in. What do you so, guys think? So I'm going to go with, like, kind of, like, under the radar uh, arrivals. Uh, one of them I like is the Giroud to Milan. Uh, That's yeah. a good Giroux's one. Giroud's always been an underrated, underrated uh, striker, in my opinion. Uh, I think he could be a good factor for them. Uh, coming off the bench, maybe even starting. Who knows if Ibra can start a few games. Uh, a few of them, like I like, is uh, what Venezia is doing. Uh, they brought in the the boost uh, boostos from uh, Kansas City and Trustman. So going with young American uh, players, which is good too, because I think Venezia might be owned by an American. I want to believe, or I could be completely wrong. But bringing in uh, a market to Syria, bringing these American guys come in and say like what Juve did with uh, McKinney. So that's one thing I like, too, that they're expanding their market to North America, mainly the States. Hopefully one day uh, we can see a Canadian player move to Syria. Um, I also like uh, I'm getting reports that Ampoli are close to signing uh, Crutone. So that could be an interesting signing for them. Uh, also, Mustafi could be joining Genoa. But one of them I'm key on seeing is Anatolovic uh, at Bologna. Yeah. Because uh, this guy, this guy's a – I personally – I didn't like what he did uh, when he scored the offside goal and he started, like, mocking the Italians. Uh, so I wanted to see what he can do because he's always been a character, you could say. And he's a he's a decent footballer, too. In his prime, he was a decent footballer. When he was at West Ham, he was pretty good. Made that big move to the team in China, which, again, I don't know. I guess the money was right. Uh, so he's a decent footballer. So it's going to be interesting to see what he Pardon me, he does at uh, Bologna, especially replacing the likes of uh, Palacios, or who uh, I think he might he left Bologna, so he might be joining a Serie B team. Uh, but also to see what link of play he might have with guys, say like Soriano, who had a good season last year, Sassone, who's a decent player, uh, Orsolini, who's good, Hickey, uh, who's a young talent in the league, uh, Tomiyasu, if uh, I'm pretty sure he stayed at uh, Bologna, right? Uh, Correct. Tomiyasu and Livia. So um, yeah, I don't think so. I think so. so it's, it, Bologna, they have some nice pieces around them. Maybe they can stay. They'll probably stay where they were, like maybe top ten or so. Uh, but it's gonna be interesting to see what Anatovich can bring to them. 
And uh, another one I'm personally uh, looking forward to, uh, I don't know about you guys, I think this guy's an absolute legend of Syria. See me. He might be uh, staying back, uh, joining uh, Salientina. So maybe he can continue his form from last year because he was uh, – he was, was great. scoring 20 goals. Yeah, right. He, he I think he scored maybe 20 goals or so, maybe just under. Uh, so seeing him back at Syria, uh, Syria, maybe joining Salientina, who knows if he could get a big move in, not a big move, like a big money move, but maybe like move to like a team, say like Verona or so in January. So it's going to be huh. interesting. Have him as Lukaku's replacement. Hey, who knows? Guy scores. Hey, anyone that scores, you can take. Score so, on, on on a shit team too. Yeah, and it could, it's an interesting summer. And Fenter, even you two, you can be hopefully we'll see with uh, what he can bring. Uh, K.O. George, yeah, see hopefully bring, see what he can bring to you. Maybe he can be that spark off the bench. Maybe they'll probably loan him out, knowing you guys, or play him at the end of twenty three. Yeah, but, knowing us, he'll be on the under twenty three team. So, yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of interesting moves that happened to Syria and. Uh, just a lot of them, not many people are talking about, but just smaller moves that can help these smaller teams or with Jolu, maybe can help Milan maintain top four, maybe eh, maybe do a push for the title. So we'll see what they, uh, these guys bring to the table. And I'm just excited. And hopefully uh, it's going to be an interesting year for all the teams. Yeah, I, I agree with you there, Dan, with the interesting arrivals. Jolu, probably, I think. Um, underrated wise, I think it's one of the biggest underrated ones. Um, I've always rated Jiru. I always wanted him at Juve. I think he's a, he's a great player. You know, um, when you win a World Cup, you're automatically above everyone else. So I think that's a fantastic signing from, uh, Milan. Him and Ibrahimovic is going to be a, a deadly pair. They have Rebic too. So I think Milan had a, had a good mercato in that sense. Plus Tomori, obviously. Uh, Juve, uh, I really want to say Locatelli is a, is a great arrival. But, yeah, when you have, sure. when you have the, the circus running it, you know, it's, it, it's, it's hard for, um, that deal to go through. But, uh, Kyle George was a deal that shocked me. I wasn't expecting it in the slightest. Kind of thought he was going to go to the Prem or, uh, somewhere else. Um, we kind of had our zones on, uh, Locatelli. And the management was working in the back offices to bring in Kyle George. Hopefully, you know, um, I don't expect anything big from him right now. Obviously, he's still really young. He has a big shoes to fill. Everyone calls him the next Neymar. So, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'd start him out in the under 23, you know, and just to kind of see how he adapts to that. And then if he's kind of taking over to call him up to the senior team and see, seeing what he could do. But, uh, for the season, I'm not expecting much from him. I would have loved to see him in preseason, but, uh, I guess he really is the next name, or he went back to Brazil to, I don't know what, what he went back to Brazil for, and then now he's in quarantine, so, uh, he couldn't really participate in preseason, uh, with us, which is unfortunate. I really would have loved to see him there. I think it would have benefited him, and, uh, would have benefited Allegri to see what he can bring to the table. But we'll see, um, um, in the city, yeah, hopefully see, see what he can bring. And then uh, I think the one that no one's talking about that you mentioned, Danny, was Ar- Arnautovic. I think in the Euros, he's, he was very annoying. Um, even when he was on the Prem or in China, he was just that player that I was like, oh, fuck, this guy's on the team. Like He was just an annoying player to play against. And to, to, for him to be on Bologna, I think that's a massive signing for Bologna. And uh, yeah. excited to see what he could bring to the league. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think you guys uh, did well there <clears throat> with uh, wrapping it all up with the arrivals and departures. There are quite a few names that uh, I guess we can all say and mention, but uh, yeah, I think we covered them all, really. Now, moving on towards the tail end of the podcast here, I'm going to ask you guys a question. It's two of them, basically, just to wrap it up. What teams do we think improved most and which teams do we think have had an underwhelming Mercato? I'll start off quick uh, with the teams uh, that have improved most and then we'll do underwhelming after. But to start off, what teams do I think had an under, I'm not sorry, underwhelming, had an improved Mercato and improved their team? I think Roma, Juve, and Atalanta really got better. Uh, Juve, I know from Che you're going to disagree, but I think bringing Allegri, someone who understands Juve, understands uh, the people in the organization and just knows how to win. I think if you get Allegri automatically, you're a better team. Pirlo, I feel bad for him because he was put in a tough spot and he was kind of put in a lose-lose situation, to be honest. But going from someone who's managed one year in their professional managerial career to Allegri is a big upgrade. And uh, I think Allegri make a big difference for Juve. Roma, maybe I'm being biased, but I think we did get better. We're on the verge of completing our fourth signing. Hopefully, Tammy Abraham, I think it'd be a good pickup. Uh, Mourinho, if you get someone like that in your club, it's just a huge upgrade. Mourinho changed everything. Just watching us in preseason, the way we play, we're playing with much more hunger now, grit. We're fighting for every ball. We're winning 50-50 battles, and the team looks more together. And I think when you have a team that's that united, you always have a chance to win and go far. I'm not expecting a Scudetto, obviously. Uh, just hopefully a top four spot. That'll be a huge win for us. And uh, yeah, I'm really happy with uh, what Roma's been doing. Also in the market, uh, Shimor Dava, I think was a great pickup. Rui Patricio, I think is a huge pickup because a uh, goalkeeping position we've been lacking now for a couple of years. And uh, I think we're doing good on the market. If we get Tammy Abraham for 40 mil, I think that just tops it off for us. Uh, proven goal scorer. I'm pretty sure he led Chelsea in goal scoring in the Champions League at 12 or something like that. Last couple of years. Uh, so I saw a about that. And uh, I saw another stat where he's like leading under 23 players in chances created. So yeah, Abraham's the real deal and 40 mil, if we scoop him up, six foot five, perfect tracker replacement, slot him right in. So, uh, yeah, I really want him. And you know what? If Mourinho wants someone, I want them too. So he knows better than me. And uh, lastly, Atalanta. I think Atalanta has improved massively. Uh, usually a team like Atalanta, you're afraid after they sell someone like Romero. But they've gotten better. So Romero and Golini, they brought in Musso and Demiral. They also added Lovato. And I think Atalanta's biggest problem, I think everyone can agree, is their defense. Defense, yep. Their, their attack yep. has always been great. That's never been a question. Yet, Muriel off the bench, this guy's scoring more than most people's starting striker. Like, that's incredible. And, yeah, goal scoring-wise, they never had an issue. We got so many guys who could score for them. Even their midfield's been great. And their defense has always been a question mark, even goalkeeping at some points. But uh, now they're bringing in Demiral. And Lovato, once again, I think Lovato will make a big, drastic improvement under Gasperini and will help out the last and the Atalanta defense. And this may be a hot take. If Atalanta did not have Champions League football, I'd actually pick them to win the Scudetto. I just don't know if they'll be able to manage both right now. But if they had no Champions League to worry about, I'd actually pick Atalanta to come away with the uh, Scudetto. But it's just tough with the Champions League. But I think Atalanta yeah. improved significantly and if we thought they were scary last year, now they can defend a little bit. So it might be uh, a little tougher when we're playing them. So, yeah, those are my teams that uh, I think really improved. How about you, Dan? 
Yeah, no, I think for me, I would, you know what, I could debate maybe Milan. Um, I think they had a decent window, even though they sold uh, Donnarumma, bringing in Tomori, uh, so re-signing him, I should say, bringing him in on permanent deal, uh, was a huge boost to the defense, especially with uh, keeping the likes of Teo, uh, Kier becoming a very good defender in the world and also in the league, and also maybe a healthy Calabria too. Uh, Mignon isn't the worst replacement for Donnarumma, even though losing Donnarumma, it's, you're losing a huge part. Uh, I think Mignon is also a good goalkeeper. I think he can help. Uh, they still have the guys like Kessi, uh, Ben Asir. Uh, losing Chalonoglu to the rivals is huge, so hopefully maybe we'll see maybe a replacement for him coming soon. Uh, but bringing back Diaz, uh, who I think Milan really like him, so maybe he can develop his game in to the and turn into the player that they want him to maybe be that like of Chalnoglu, so we'll see. Um, for me, I think Milan had a good window, even though they did lose Donnarumma. I think the guys they brought in will help them, boost them. Um, I think Atalanta, like you said, they lost Romero, but they brought in a few guys that can help. And the main part, they kept so far, they kept Zapata, and uh, they they have Muriel. They still have Malinowski. So, Right there, those guys are huge. Uh, we'll see what the future holds with Ilicic, because I think if they lose Ilicic, they might just go out and get Boga. So right there, that's a, that's a good replacement for Ilicic. Um, and I think Roma, too, uh, like you said, and they brought in Mourinho uh, last season, uh, and he brought in the guys he likes. They could be completing the uh, deal for Abrahams, who's could be a big, big move for Roma, I believe. I think this kid's pretty good even though he's not much of a kid but this you know, I would say because he's still under 23s uh, he's he's a good striker he's proven in the past that he can score uh, he's got like you said that's the most goal contributions or most uh, goal like setups or so uh, in the world for an under 23 player just over Haaland and I think close to Mbappe, I think close to Mbappe too uh, so this kid's a good player uh and I think Roma, bring in Patricio. Uh, I think that's a huge upgrade for you guys uh, over the likes of, say, Paul Lopez in the past. Uh, Fusato, who's who's, pre- who's not as bad. Uh, he's a pretty good backup, I could say. Uh, so, And also, not replacing Spina, but bringing in a guy that can go along with Spina, uh, Vina, who I haven't, I've never seen him, but I think I heard a lot of good things about him. I think he, I think he can be okay for Roma. Uh, so you guys had a good window. Mila had a good window, in my personal opinion, and uh, Atalanta had a good window. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, I think those are fair ones. Uh, for Chabo, you, who do you think really uh, improved the team and uh, got better? Yeah, similar to you guys, I think Milan, Roma, and Atalanta really improved this year. Uh, with the guys bringing in, I think um, I think they've had a, a, an excellent mercato. Uh, and, you know, I don't know if you know this, but uh, you said Allegri was an improvement because he knows the dressing room oh, well and everything yeah. like that. But, you know, the team struggled to be Monza in preseason. We got decimated by we got, we got decimated by Barcelona. Uh, he said Chesney is better than Donnarumma. Um, you know, the list goes on with this guy. Uh, so I wouldn't say that's an improvement. Obviously, his pedigree shows that he is a much better manager than Pirlo at the time. And... Um, History shows that he is a winning coach, but 
you know, when you step away for two years, that's a it's a long time, especially in this sport, when a lot of things change season by season. So um, I'm not looking forward to it this season, but hopefully, you know, you know, the 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 floodgates open in Serie A for this season. You know, Conte's gone, Lukaku's gone, the Serie A got weaker as a whole. So I mean, um, obviously now uh, Juventus should be favorites to win the Scudetto. So uh, it should be another easy year for for Allegri. Um, but uh, you know, we can't even get Locatelli. We bought Kyle George, and that's it. Basically, we lost. We 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 replaced Buffon with Matteo Perin. We replaced Di Marel with Daniele Rugani. And I'm on board with you. The worst professional player I've ever seen in my life. There you go. There you like, go. Like the, the guy. Uh, I've never seen <laughs> I something, told you. something so poor. Uh, you know, you would think, okay, you know, it's because he, he doesn't get playing time. You know, he needs to be match fit. We send him on loan for a season. He comes back worse somehow. I, I don't know how that that's possible. So, I mean, we replaced Di Marel with Rugani. We're keeping Chesney. Locatelli, I don't even know if that's going to happen anymore. His, you know, we have the circus over there dealing with it. So uh, I wouldn't say we, we we got much better in the next season. We're we're still we're still debating Dybala's contract price over here. It just seems like this is the third year ongoing of, of this contract negotiation shit. Um, I think I think uh, we've we've gotten worse. If I'm being completely honest with you. Uh, on all fronts, we've gotten worse. We, you know, we replaced a a football sporting director with a Ferrari guy. So I mean, it's it, it's just a mess at Juventus right now. Hopefully, we could uh, iron out, and uh, hopefully, you know, we could uh, we could get some wins in the in the Serie A and uh, get the Scudetto back from Inter and uh, get 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 the Champions League because that's honestly I think Allegri comes in. We need to be fighting for all, all trophies. Um, if you want to bring up his pedigree, so hopefully we we get the Champions League. Uh, hopefully Bonucci starts the season. I know Allegri has a vendetta against the guy, and um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. For Che, had a little rant there. I was waiting for. It. I expect much more coming with Allegri this season. Yeah. Um, and yeah, to end off the pod, I'm just gonna quickly say right now, last question. Who had an underwhelming Mercato? You can say one, two, three, four, ten teams if you want. Which teams do you think had an underwhelming Mercato? I'll start off. Dan, I'm sorry, but I'm sure you agree with me. Napoli, oh, yeah. I think. Um, I think Napoli, towards the end of the season last year, they had a good little stint there where you're like, oh, they could be good next year. And um, I feel like you guys are just some clear upgrades you need in the team, especially the left-back position. And they weren't made. So, unless they can close out the Mercato strong, but at the moment it's not looking like it, the reports have been reading, but hopefully Napoli can, uh, you know, get stronger and make the Serie more competitive. Lazio, uh, honestly, I wasn't really impressed with the Mercato. I thought getting a manager like Sadi would mean a lot of more signings coming in, a lot more players, and that hasn't really happened. I know they want Lucas Torreira, who is a good player, but we'll see if they close it. They don't really have a good uh, history of closing, uh, deals for players so so Lazio does and Inter obviously I think we're all going to say Inter they got much weaker yeah. than oh. you know, went from winning the Scudetto to losing half their team <laughs> so uh, yeah obviously Inter but yeah those are my teams that really had an underwhelming Mercato uh, I guess Danny can start and Francesca can finish off yeah so for me uh, I'm going to put I'm not going to say Napoli because uh, just because I already know they already had a poor uh, Mercato and as you said best, uh, we should have brought in a left back by now uh, we haven't uh, I don't know what we're waiting for 
apparently reports are saying that not we need to sell before we buy so who knows at this point no it seems like no one's leaving uh, and i guess no one's going to come in if no one leaves so that's how it works uh, but at least i'm kind of happy that napoli again kept hold of the majority of the guys they got rid of the dead weight uh like Husai and maximovic but there's reports that we might sign maximovic again for fourth center back so can't be wor- it's not the worst but still uh for me i would say the worst not, not worst but underwhelming uh Mercato so far, I would say Juve, uh, especially just because of what they're doing with Locatelli. It, it looks bad on the league, too, that they're, yeah. they keep meeting with Swasolo to close a deal with $35 million, which in Juve's case, it's not that much, uh, $35 million to sign, especially to sign a guy like Locatelli, who's coming off an impressive Euro display. So for me, I would say uh, Juve had an underwhelming Mercato. Inter, uh, just the way that the, the situation's handling, losing key guys, say like Hakimi and uh, Lukaku, and they're bringing in guys like Jacko and uh, Cordes as their backup keeper. So right there, that's uh, I'm very underwhelming for Inter, especially because they just came off the league title. And uh, for me, too, uh, I think Lazio uh, as well, as you made good points, that really bringing in Sadio, oh, it's a huge signing for them. Uh, bringing in Arsadi to replace Zagi, and they really haven't done much. Uh, signing Torreira, that's a, that's a decent signing for them, but who knows, like you said, Enzo, if they can close the deal. And there's reports that saying that Luis Alberto and uh, Carrera, um, Carrera might leave. Uh, so yeah. If those two guys leave, then Lazio could be in very big trouble, and who knows if, if those two guys leave, who even knows if they can finish Top six, top seven. So we'll see what happens. The Mercato is almost done. Hopefully, Napoli, uh, for, talking now for Napoli's point, we could just close the deal for a left back at this point. I don't even care anymore who our left back is. As long as we go into the season with Miro Rudy as our backup and whoever as our starter, I'm happy with it. And hopefully, now, um, especially with Loboca looking a lot better, hopefully he can play. Uh, up to the standards I had for him when he came, when he first joined Napoli, because if he can, then for me I see that as a new signing. So uh, we'll see what uh, Mercato holds for us, and um, I'm excited for their future. Yeah, I agree with you there, Dan. With the uh, underwhelming uh, Mercatos, I think Juventus definitely had one. Enter that. I wouldn't say it's underwhelming. I think it, a bomb hit, hit hit the stadium or something there. That. That was just one bombshell after another. Conte's gone. Then they said Lukaku's untouchable. Then all of a sudden he's gone. Hakimi's gone. I think I it was just for Inter fans must suck to be an Inter fan right now. Obviously you want to celebrate the Scudetto, and now you're dealing with the Suning owners. Owners were um, you know I think every Inter fan wants them out. So I think it'll it'll be uh, difficult for Inter now this season. I I can't really say Lazio's had. An underwhelming mercato. I just think uh, with Fotito, he's always been cheap. And with, when you bring in a coach like Maurizio Sarri, he doesn't really need superstars to win. He could win. Uh, you, you saw how good he was uh, on Napoli with a, a good foundation of a team. I think Lazio have a, a decent foundation of a team. Obviously, he, he needs that one midfielder to kind of dictate uh, his Sarri ball. So if they could get Torreira, I think then Lazio had a, had a great mercato for Sarri. 
Um, looking forward to seeing them play Saudi ball. Hopefully, uh, it's not too good because um, we know how good Saudi can get when uh, his team's playing um, amazing. But uh, before uh, we end the podcast, guys, I think there's one thing I need to say here. Uh, <laughs> guys, we've been off for two weeks. Uh, in those two weeks, I got to watch an incredible journey at the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Um, okay, at least you went. And for all, for all for all the Canadian fans out there, you know, I think um, I just want to congratulate the Canadian women's soccer team for bringing home gold. Um, one of my favorite players, Janine Becky, was one of the only pundits on TSN here who gave Italy credit, and it's good to see when you you put good energy in the year, you receive it back. She she was um, rooting for Italy since day one, and now she's a gold medal winner. So I think I think it's uh just have to give my congratulations and for all the Canadian uh, soccer fans out there listening, congratulations Canada did it. Yep. Yeah, that wraps it up. Uh, yeah, we're back. Obviously a little rusty. It's been a while, but uh, we're getting back into the swing of things. Next week we're gonna have our predictions for the upcoming season, which should be uh pretty interesting because I still don't know who I'm gonna put top four, and there's a lot of question marks still going. So we'll see what happens in the next week. Maybe some teams make some signings that change our minds, and we'll see. Still lots of things need to go down. So. Yeah, we'll be back next week. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We're glad to be back. It's been a while, so I'm really happy to come back on here. It's uh, it's nice talking to the boys about college shows, so I'm happy I'm happy I'm back. Next week around maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, we should be back. So expect the podcast around those two days. If you guys enjoyed it, leave a like for the clip on YouTube. Uh, we're going to put a clip after every podcast episode, so go on our YouTube, leave a like if you enjoyed that clip. And if you want to check our social media out, at Sixside Calcio, Twitter, and Instagram. Instagram, it's now at the number six, IX, and then Side Calcio. So go check that. Oh, sorry, that's the old one I'm saying. It's number six, yeah, and then Side yeah. Calcio. Yeah, that's a new one. My bad. I'm still, to, I'm still used to the old one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, don't worry. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> but yeah, give us a follow on there and interact with us. Looking forward to being back next week. Ciao. Ciao. See you guys.